Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The method we have been following in looking a little bit deeper at this man and this woman that God created is actually to look at five ways in which the creation of man actually differs from the creation of other animals. Obviously, there's a continuity. We need to understand that. But also, there is a difference. We are in number three and number four. And number three and four, we are looking at the gender and the sexuality of man. Now, we spend most of the time at the moment looking at the gender. So the last time we were talking about the gender role, and we, we were establishing quite, quite strongly that number one, the gender, our gender, male and female, that God created only two genders. Okay, we established that. God did not create three genders. He did not create four genders. He created two genders, male and female created he, them, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. There is no confusion. There is no confusion in the scripture. God created two genders. And that on earth, God has created us to live as male and female. But we have established that this gender this gender identity only relates to our physical body and our physical existence on earth. Our soul and our spirit, both of which are made out of spiritual material, do not have gender. Okay, and we read that before. There is no gender. And we were looking at the role. The fact is that God created us male and female because of the role that God wants us to play in establishing his purpose and his establishing his plan upon the earth and that God has created both gender to complement each other and not to compete. God created both genders to complement each other and that is not a question of superiority. It's not a question of one gender being more competent than the other gender. It is that God has created the two genders so that the role, so that the purpose and the will of God can be fulfilled through both of them cooperating together and we are going to go into that a little bit more today the, the the one gender cannot say to another gender i don't need you okay if the man if the male actually shut down the woman and shut down their creativity that would be a great mistake the same reason the same way if the woman decide to pull down the men that will also be a great mistake god has created both gender so that we can we can actually complement one another, not compete with one another. So today, the last time we were looking at ways in which each one of those roles play. But today we are going to see the way the genders complement one another. So we are going to go and read a story in the book of Genesis chapter 2 again. Now, before I read Genesis chapter 2, let me just 
tell us something about the record of the creation story in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, you will notice that that story was actually repeated twice or, or repeated once. So the real story was in Genesis chapter 1. That is when we get the story of creation. But then when we go to Genesis chapter 2, there is a retelling of the story. And it is important for us to understand how this works. So we read the story in Genesis chapter 1. But then what happened in Genesis chapter 2 is that God then filling the gap for us. So that is very, very important. So like, for example, God said, let us create man in our own image and after our own likeness. And then God went on and created humanity, male and female, he created them. And then God gave them dominion. What we didn't know in Genesis chapter 1 was the process by which God actually created them male and female. And that information was fed in for us in Genesis chapter 2. So understand that because we are going to need that understanding today. So let's read Genesis chapter 2. We read verse 18 for us. And the Lord God said, it is not good. Notice that it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Notice that also. Help meet for him. Verse 20. And Adam, that was when God brought all the animals to Adam. And Adam gave name to all cattle and to the fowls of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And the Lord took out of his ribs and close up the flesh instead and the rib which the Lord God has taken from man made he a woman and brought her to the man now I'm going to read that verse 20 in the amplified classic let's read that in amplified classic just verse 20 and Adam gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the air and to every wild beast of the field but for Adam there was not found a helper mate now amplified tell us what that means a helper mate or a suitable adapted complementary for him so but for Adam there was not found a helper a, a helper mate suitable, adapted, and complementary for him. And this is what we want to look at today. Now, it's, in, it's strengthening if I go back to what we said before. God, yes, God created man in a very peculiar way. He formed his body, he breathed into him the breath of life. But even then, God in his sovereignty, in his purpose and plan decided rather than create the two bodies and breathe into both of them, he created the man first. And then create, pull the woman out of the man. That does not make the man more superior to the woman. That does not make the man more competent than the woman. The creation of man first is not about man, the gender. It is because what is happening now, like I said a moment ago, is actually a type and a shadow of what was going to happen in the future. What we are seeing here is actually a mystery that is pointing towards something that is going to happen in the future. So it is very, very important for us to understand that, that nothing in the creation account make the male gender any more superior or any more competent than the female gender. And the fact that God made them male and female is because of the role that God wants them to play together in fulfilling his purpose and his plan for humanity concerning what he was doing. And that is really, really very important. And that this 
gender role is actually limited to the physical realm, to this physical existence that when we check out of here <laughs> and we go and spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth, there will be no male, there will be no female. So the maleness needs the femaleness. The male needs the female. The female needs the male. None of them on his own can fulfill the purpose of God for humanity. That the image of God in man is actually composed in both the maleness or the femaleness. Now, we want to take a quick look at what we read because I want us to see how God has created man and woman to complement each other. So the Bible says that God made the woman a helpmate for him. Now, the helpmate here, what is happening here is not a situation where Adam said, you know what, I have all the skill, I can do everything myself, I can do all things myself, but you know what, I don't have all the time, so I'm going to get a paid uh, hand to do some of it for me. So I'm going to get a kind of like employ and house help. No, the woman was not an house help. Now, when we begin to break into some of this, what we begin to say, what is happening here rather is that God is saying that the man by himself is incomplete. The man by himself is ineffective. The man by himself is inefficient. That man by himself cannot fulfill the purpose and the, 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 the plan of God for humanity. That man needs help. So this is very, very important. So when we go and look at that word help, because that is this is where that Amplified Classic comes to our head here. Amplified Classic says that help means somebody that is suitable, adapted, and complementary for him. And that is what we read when we talk about the word help. Now, when you look at the root word of the Hebrew word that was translated help in English, the word actually means to surround. It means to protect. God said, I'm going to create somebody alongside this man to surround him, to protect him because man was exposed. And that word actually means one like or as him to compliment him. I will say that again. God said, I'm going to create somebody like him and to compliment him him. You know, it kind of reminds me when the Lord Jesus told his disciple, I'm going to give you another comforter, that the another there is another of the same kind, not another of different kind, that the Holy Spirit is God, just like the Lord Jesus is God, just like God the Father is God, is another of the same kind. And it is the same sense here when God said, let me create a help made for him. It is a help one like or as him to compliment him. Not somebody, not a help that is superior to him, not a help that is inferior to him, but a help that is just like him that will come and compliment him. And that was why when we read First Peter chapter 3, Verse 7, you remember we read First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, when the Lord was talking about the man should dwell with his wife according to knowledge. Yes, understanding what we understood in our last teaching that we have different body and we have different sexual characters, different physical character, but that should not make us think that that woman is any inferior. No, the Bible says we should dwell with them according to knowledge and that we should honor them because they are here together of the great of life of life with the man so we need to understand that this is what is happening here that this woman that god has created to come 
and help the man is not superior to the man, neither is she inferior to the man. It's a help that is just like him, as him, that God has created to complement him. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's talk about this good and not good, because this is really quite interesting here. Let's talk about this. It is good. It is not good. So let's go back to that John, I mean, not John, now Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good. (laughs) What? The Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. God said, it is not good. Now, in this story, in this unfolding story, this is the first time we will hear this word, it is not good. This is the first time we are hearing it in this storyline. Okay, up till now, everything that God created has been good. God will create and God will sit back and God will assess what has been created. It will reflect on what has been created and it will say, and the Lord saw that it is good. And that word good means pleasant, delightful useful, beneficial. It's like God is looking at what he's creating and he's looking forward and said, yes, that is pleasant. Yeah, that is delightful. Yeah, that is useful. Yeah, that is beneficial. And that is what God has always said. After he created, after each day of creation, I think apart from the second day of creation, God always said, it is good. It is good. It is good. But the Bible says that God created Adam formed his body, breathed into, his, his, into that body, the breath of life, and then came this word, it is not good. Remember that when you slot chapter 2 into chapter 1, which is why I told you that in the beginning, this was before the end where God, the Bible says, male and female created Edom and God gave them dominion. It was before that, it was before the, after the creation of Adam himself as a man, and then God giving both of them dominion that this happened. God said, it is not good. This is the first time that the Bible will say, it is not good. And it is important that we understand that. Now, let's read Genesis chapter 1. Let's read Genesis chapter 1. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So what we are seeing here, that is Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. So what we're seeing here is after God has corrected what is not good. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female, God created them. And verse 31 says, and God saw everything he has created. Now listen to this. And God saw everything that he has made and behold, it was very good and the evening and the morning the sixth day so good 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 six times (laughs) and then it is not good (laughs) and then it is very good so when god actually created both the male and the female the crown jewel of his creation the bible says god saw that everything that he created was very good that word very there is very, very important because that word very there in the original Hebrew actually means vehemently, holy, speedily. So when God created the woman, 
I mean, the man first, God said, it is not good. In other words, the man will not be able to fulfill his purpose. I'm talking about the fact that God created the gender to be complementary. Good means useful, beneficial, pleasant, delightful, will fulfill purpose. No, God said the man by himself is not very good. And God made a helpmate. Remember what we said, somebody asked him to compliment him. And that word vary. And God looked at it. God looked before the woman was created alongside him. So that was not very good. But the woman was created alongside him and God said, this is very good. This is very good. You know, it just like reminds me of, it's like a teacher that is marking the, 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 you know, the paper of a, of a student who is very bright and he began to mark that, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. And he came to up to him and said, no, 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 that's, that's not very good. <laughs> and then that is corrected and he said, that is very good. And that is exactly what we see happening here in the creation of woman. And when God said, very good, remember what is very good is not the man, it's not the woman. It is everything that God has created now crowned by the creation of humanity, by the creation of the man and the woman. This unit that God has created, yes, different physical structure, yes, different sexual characteristics, yes, different temperaments, yes, in their physical body, in their physical existence, yes, but by their complementary together in the work of the creator, God said this is very good. Everything perfect in his kind so that every creature might reach the goal appointed by the creator and accomplish the purpose of his existence and this is very very important god said it is very good now before we round up today i still want to look a little bit at the implication of that word very good and this is a point that we have dealt with in the past the fact that god said after he completed the creation that everything is good 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 and he finished everything and he said it is very good. The application of that term, very good to everything that God has made and God has created, actually exclude the existence of evil or, or, or wickedness at this point in creation. And this is very important. Remember, we did mention about this when we were looking into Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The fact that God looked at everything he created and said this is, this is vehemently, this is speedily, this is perfectly good, exclude the existence of evil at this point in creation. It excludes the existence of a pre-Adamic you know, creation that the devil was ruling over and the devil messed up. It excluded that. Okay, it excluded that the hypothesis that the six-day creation was merely a subdue, God subduing the ungodly evil principle which was already enforced is totally excluded. Because if there was darkness, if there was evil, if there was wickedness at this particular point in time, God could not have said it is very good. So at this point, the devil has not fallen. At this point, the devil, wickedness, and evil has not been part of creation. Now, the Bible didn't tell us the distance or the duration between the creation of man and the fall of man. Obviously, we are going forward now. But we know if you study your Bible to any length of time, you know that you know all these good things that we are seeing 
like every good story, you know, all this marvelous, fantastic if you are seeing actually was 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 derailed somewhere down the line. But the Bible didn't tell us. The Bible did not tell us how long it took be- between the creation of man and the fall of man. We did know that God will come down in the cool of the day, that God will have communion, that God will have fellowship with man and woman, with humanity that he has created. We know that they were enjoying the fellowship and the communion of God, but we didn't know how long that lasts. And somewhere in between that, the devil fell. Lucifer, his heart was lifted in him with pride and he fell. Somewhere in between that. So what we are saying is that the fact at this point of creation, at this point of the story, there is no mention of evil. At this point in the story, there is no mention of wickedness. At this point in the story, there is no mention of the fall of Lucifer. Everything up to this point is good. Is good. Is good. Meeting purpose. Meeting the reason for what God has created it. And even the little bit that was not very good was when man was created before the woman was created. And I remember what I said a moment ago, that there's a mystery in that, that is foreshadowing something that is going to happen in the future. It's not, the creation of man for us is not about the man. The f- creation of the man for us is not about the superiority of man. The gender, the male gender over the female gender, no. It's not about Adam. It's not about the first Adam. It's about another Adam. The story has to be, the, the, the event has to unfold this way because this event foreshadowed something else that is going to happen. And there's a mystery that is locked up here that I believe that the Lord is going to help us to unfold. So God created two genders. Okay, yes, they are different in their physique, they are different in their temperament, like we saw in previous teaching, they are different in their sexual character, they are different sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, they are different in their physical build, but they are the same in their spirit, they are the same in their soul, more importantly, they are to work as one in the purpose and in the plan for which God has created them. Praise the Lord. Well, this is exciting. Hallelujah. And if you are listening to me today, I want you to know that, yes, this world, this good world that God created, something went horribly wrong. And that evil and wickedness has been passed down. And this whole system is under judgment. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This world is sinking. But there is a Savior. There is somebody that has come to rescue us. He has provided a way out. But you have to admit that you are a sinner, that you are a rebel, that you need his help. You have to reach out to receive that which he has provided. And that is why I'm asking you today, accept him. Go to him. Kneel down on your feet. Cry out to him. Do what you need to do. Tell him that you need him. You need help. Accept that which he has created. Believe in him receive him as the holy spirit convicts you accept him believe in him confess him as your lord and savior receive him as your lord and savior and when you do that something will change right on the inside that inside not in your body right on the inside of you you will become a child of god a daughter a son of god you'll become a member of his family a member of the citizen of his kingdom you will walk the rest of your life on earth with you and when this is all over you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth 
We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.